Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. You know, Mitchell's in that position where he's not going to be going anywhere. I mean, he's going to get a max contract offer. And in the history of rookie contracts, there hasn't been a single player that's ever rejected a max contract offer. So he's going to be around. And I think it would have to take something catastrophic happening next year on the floor for this team to ultimately trade Rudy Gobert. I just can't see it. So I think that's what's going to be paramount for the Jazz moving forward. You've got two guys that maybe aren't going to be looked at as the best duo in the NBA, but they're what's right with the Jazz. And if you put the right pieces around them, you're going to be successful. Mike Conley, point guard for the Utah Jazz. It seemed to me you really started to find that groove. Does that make it even more difficult to go through this because it finally seemed like things were really starting to click for you? Yeah, I think that's really accurate, man. I finally get a good rhythm and this thing hits. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I feel in a great place and it makes me more excited to get back to playing again because I feel like I got a complete grasp of my understanding of my role and what I'm there for for the team and how they play with me on the court. And so just excited about getting an opportunity to play my brothers again and hopefully, you know, that's soon. From CBS Sports, he is Tom Fornelli. What's your evaluation of Jordan Love? He's got the big arm. He's very athletic. He can move. He's a guy that can pass the ball. And if there's nothing there and he has to run, then he can take off and get yards that way, which is what you generally prefer from your dual threat. He has the talent and the ability to be a very good top-notch NFL quarterback. I don't know if I'm drafting Jordan Love for somebody who I think can start for me right away. I think that he needs to go to the right situation where he's allowed to maybe sit for a year and pick up the offense and not be pressured to start and be the guy right away. Is Easter a big deal around the Monson household? Oh, yeah. Dating right back to the time Gordon cheated at the Easter egg hunt, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheating little See, kids out of Easter egg. I thought I was a little kid. Did you or did you not cheat at an Easter egg hunt and deny another kid from getting said Easter egg? As I was lining up, someone came over to me and said, I know where the gold block is. It's under the big tree. I think I broke the record for fastest discovery of the gold block. Well, you cheated. You sound like that's something you're proud of. I set the record, guys. I found the golden block the fastest out of anyone. Nobody's robbed more banks than me. Sam Emick of The Athletic. I think that the league is watching this situation now. I do think Rudy in particular, if this thing didn't get fixed enough, could become the kind of guy that all of a sudden other teams are seeing an opportunity there and trying to pry him away. You know, I believe he's got one year left on his deal. And then Donovan's, you know, I believe, up for an extension this offseason, whenever that is. And so the noise and some of the smoke here is more than enough for other teams to, to monitor it and see where it goes. Former BYU safety Austin Lee on The Big Show. You've turned some heads with your pro- Day. How did you pull that off? The biggest issue that we were trying to have is making sure everything was verified. My trainer, Jordan Pendleton, he was actually trying to get a hold of an electronic laser timer. And the person he called actually runs the NFL Combine and was actually running a pro day out in Las Vegas. So me and Bradley and I and Francis Bernard drove all the way up to Vegas and were able to get very good verified times with someone that's legit and that's been associated with the NFL Combine. Our good friend, David Locke. There's people who disagree me. But I think Rudy's a terrific offensive player. Is he a good offensive player in the sense that you can give him the ball, he can go score? No. But the league's defenses, number one thing they're trying to do right now is take players off the rim, okay? Rudy Gobert is third in the league at 409 shots in the restricted area. I don't give a crap how he gets them either. Does he get them on an offensive rebound? Does he get them on a lob? I don't care. I'm not buying the narrative that Rudy needs to be a better offensive player because if guys could get shots at the rim, they would, but they can't. 
Lynch and Rudy Can. Trevor Booker is with us. What was it like playing for Quinn Snyder? Quinn is great. You know, we still keep in touch to this day. He's definitely the, the smartest coach and my favorite coach that I've played for. He's such a detailed coach, and I think that's what's missing from the game these days. Coaches, trainers, they aren't detailed. They give everything in a broad spectrum. Quinn, you know, he takes the time to explain and break down everything, you know, that he's thinking on the court just so we can see it from his perspective. That goes a long way, you know, especially with younger players, you know, just learning the game. But also helping the veterans out because a lot of the veterans that come to the team, you know, haven't been coached that way. Some of the veteran players that came to the team, you know, can attest to that. Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the Week brought to you by RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors along with Soffit, Fascia, and Rain Gutters. Check them out, rgsutahsiding.com. We're going to get to what's going on uh, coming up here momentarily. We're hoping to be connected with Gordon Monson at 3.30, so all you... Monson fans out there. He's expected to join the show at 3.30, so we're certainly looking forward to that. Uh, just how you doing in there, Austin? Uh, Austin, Fine. Uh, Austin dealing with uh, not a, a catastrophic situation at home, but a situation at home. No, uh, an Austin Horton situation. Just, uh, yeah, it's not those, the end of the world. One of, one of those Austin Horton situations. But it sucks. It's, My wife has found standing water in our basement. So, so that's always nice. And, uh, yeah. So let me ask you this, Austin. I, I, I love doing would you rathers. It's kind of my thing. So would you rather, Austin, surgically remove every other finger and toe or restart 2020 all over again? Am I the one surgery doing no, the no, surgery? No, no, no. I'm saying surgery because you can have it safely removed. We're not talking like a, a butcher knife here. But you're going yeah. to go through the, the rest of your life being three-toed Horton. You know? So every other toe and finger? Every other toe and finger. Or restart 2020. So if I do that, then we can restart 2020? No, no, no. Would you rather go through like... Proceed with life from today on, but okay. with every other finger or toe, or restart 2020 with all your digits intact. Does restarting 2020 mean I go through everything again? Everything again. So it's not a new, fresh start. No, no, no. I it's, know what's our. You no, know what's take, coming. Take every toe and finger. I'll be clubbed hand, clubbed foot. I don't care. Take both ears, one eye, and a nostril. Don't want to start over. No. On 2020. And I've had it pretty well. Yeah, 2020 hasn't been the greatest year so far. And something tells me it's going to be pretty unique going forward as well. So that's that's terrific. But anyway, I hope hope your house is okay. Me too. It's really not that old. Uh, I don't my think... poor wife is like, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but... Isn't part of like buying a new, new house, isn't part of the appeal supposed to be like you don't have to fix anything yeah. for a while? <laughs> Happened to the last new house I bought. I know it did. Because <laughs> I've got a really old house. And we're fixing stuff all the time, but that's kind of to be expected, right? You know, it's, it's, uh, let's see, how old is my house? I'm almost 70 years old. Really? Yeah. And you've only had the one flooding incident. 
Uh, no, I've had water in my basement more than once. Oh, have you? Yeah. And see, I didn't want, I did not want a house with a basement because of water. For that reason? And I, the whole process, construction, I, that's all I ever hammered with the guy. No water, right? No water, right? No water, right? Boom. Water. And I don't know why. In my time owning, owning the home, I've had two. The one you were referring to, that was a few years ago, thanks to the, the bathroom sink. And the first time, though, is uh, the, the stop waste valve on my sprinklers outside broke. And so it was just spewing water into the ground. So my brother, who was, his room was in the basement, he was living with me at the time, got out of bed one afternoon, because of course he was living the dream, and he steps on the floor to squish, squish, and immediately calls me. Oh, God. You know what sucked about that one is that, you know how much digging goes involved into, or is involved into fixing a stop waste valve for a sprinkler? Especially one that's like right next to the house. I assume a ton. More than you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More than you gotta you get down to. there to find it. Yeah, it's it, that one wasn't very fun. I'd, I'd much rather fix a bathroom sink. Okay, what's going on? Let's make us all feel better, Austin. Uh, let's get some of that uh, that Marvin Gaye music going. Let's cue that up. So what's going on? We do it at the top three o'clock hour every day here on the Big Show on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the Zone. Basically. Uh, Get the highlights, what's been going on, the big sports news across the Zone Sports Network uh, all day long. Sometimes we'll review some moments from Big Show's past, like we're going to hear from Tom Fornelli, who was on the Big Show yesterday, coming up here momentarily. But let's start with John Clayton. He was on with DJ and PK this morning, formerly of ESPN fame. Is that is that like the best ESPN commercial? It's got to be in the running, right? His the The rocker, John Clayton commercial yeah he's got his ponytail pulled back right and based on that long standing rumor that he had a ponytail and he was yelling at his mom or whatever Ma, yeah. my segment's done i mean that that was a classic uh all right well let's uh let's play a few highlights from john this morning with dj and pk of course six to ten every morning right here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone here's john talking about if something will go wrong technically with the draft and would that become legend yeah, I would think so because you know, and you know how it is right now in, in radio when you have uh, you know everybody uh, working from home on uh, Wi-Fi and you know Comrexes and things like that. I mean, how many times does somebody you know blink out and all this? So, you know, like for example, you worry about maybe being in Tampa or something like that if there's going to be a big lightning storm or thunderstorm or something like that. So you figure that there's going to be things that can go wrong and it's going to be so different in that regard. But in the end, everybody has to try to figure out how to make it work because, again, I think it's the wise thing to go ahead with the draft because try to push it back. You don't know when to be able to push it back. I mean, it could be back to July if possible. So, no, I think you just go ahead and make the best of the bad situation. It would be hilarious if something went wrong. Like, you know, maybe this isn't as much of a problem now as it used to be back in the day, but if did you ever have an online fantasy football draft and somebody had internet issues and missed a pick and so yeah. they got the, the computer had to draft for them? How funny would that be if somebody pulled the Minnesota Vikings circa 2003 and like, oh... Sorry, the Seahawks <laughs> missed their pick. It is like, no, no, I swear. <laughs> we're we're here. just went down. We made the pick. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Uh, you know, it'll be, it probably won't be that catastrophic. That would be terrific if it was. But there's going to be a live mic that someone doesn't realize right. is live. Oh, that guy stinks. We're not taking him. <laughs> or or the, as Commissioner Goodell gets up there on the camera or whatever, that someone off that thinks their mic is off is like, this clown again. Oh, yeah, just, right. 
or or it's uh, the Saints on the clock and they take every second of the 15 minutes for the Mr. Irrelevant or whoever and someone's just cursing them. There's going to be live mics. Typical Raiders took another felon. <laughs> you know, something. Uh, yes. Can you believe that that was a thing in the history of, of sports drafts that the Minnesota Vikings just missed their pick? What's the st- how How? I, you know what? I don't remember it. I'd have to go back into it and Google it. I remember I was listening to it on the radio live when it happened. Uh, and all of a sudden, everybody's confused. Like, uh, no, the... the oh, yeah, it says here, in the 2003 draft, a communication problem caused the Vikings to miss seventh overall selection. In the first round, When too. it happened, the Jaguars jumped in to announce their selection of... Byron Leftwich. You don't say. So he would have been a Minnesota Viking? Possibly. Possibly. Instead, he ended up being a Jacksonville Jaguar. So it was a, It was just what we're talking about then. It was a communications glitch, and they just missed their pick. Can you imagine? Imagine how furious you'd be as a fan. Oh, but now it says, by taking a quote-unquote pass, the Vikings delayed their choice but were permitted to then make it at any ensuing time. Oh, okay. That, but no, uh-uh. You should no. just forfeit it. If you miss your turn in Uno, you don't get to then skip over ahead of Grandma. There's a there's a there's an order here. Why 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 have a draft order then? If if you can just do it whenever you want. I agree with you, Austin. They should have forfeited that pick. That's ridiculous. That 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 should mean if you can just uh, if you can pass and then take your pick whenever you feel like it later in the day, then someone can leapfrog the number one pick and say we're taking our first pick now. And it's, it's not like the NFL draft. I mean, they give you, what, like 20 minutes in between picks? Three I mean, days! It's just, it's just ridiculous. It wasn't three days back in 03, to be fair, but still. But you do get, I think it's 15 minutes each pick, and that's the clock on the TV. Yeah, right. I mean, you could Western Union that pick in and still make it. <laughs> Pony Express that thing and still get it in. The, dove, the, the messenger pigeon's on his way. Hold on. Hold the phone. Uh, all right. Anyway, it, it will be hilarious. And, it, well, this NFL draft is is going to go down in history regardless. I mean, this is just such unique circumstance that uh, this one will be tough to forget. All right. Uh, here is uh, John Clayton talking about where Jordan Love fits in amongst the quarterbacks. Well, certainly Joe Burrow is going to go number one to Cincinnati. And then it's a matter of uh, what do the Chargers want to do? Because the Chargers are sitting at six. And I think Tom Telesco has a history of being worried about players with injury histories. And so because of that, and I think that uh, that would probably prevent him from wanting to take Tua. So he, he may have to trade up to three to get Justin Herbert. And then uh, Tua goes number five to Miami. And then... Figuring out where Jordan Love goes is probably the biggest mystery of all because he's a top 14, top 15 pick. But, you know, it's kind of like the situation years ago with Aaron Rodgers because I remember uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers was sitting there and it was 2005 and he drops all the way down to 24 because what you have is a lot of AFC teams and a lot of teams that may not be looking for quarterbacks either. They have young quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are taken care of. So he could go 23. He could go somewhere like that. But the, you know, the only thing holding back Jordan Love right now is the teams in need of quarterbacks. 
Isn't that interesting? Usually when you hear most experts, um, you know, talk about Jordan Love, or at least recently they bring up his inconsistent play. Oh, we just don't know how good he is. John Clayton right there is pretty certain how good Jordan Love is. And the issue, if he drops in the draft, is going to be how many teams are actually looking for a quarterback in the first round. And do those teams, you know, like he mentioned Miami right there, do they like a guy at the top of the first round where they trade up to get him? And then all of a sudden, like Aaron Rodgers, there's a dearth of teams that don't need quarterbacks. And, and he he will fall. I think that's an interesting take coming from John Clayton, who seems pretty sure that Jordan Love is is got the the tools and is good enough to be a top fourteen pick, as he said. But maybe there won't be teams that that need a quarterback in that range. Tom Fornelli was on with us yesterday, and he gave his thoughts on Jordan Love. What's your evaluation of Utah State's Jordan Love? I think there is a lot there to like, and I think that if you saw from the way he you know, played a couple years ago, you saw glimpses of what he can be. He's got the big arm. He's very athletic. He can move, but he's not like, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback, but he's not the dual threat that is a run first. He is a guy that can pass the ball, and if there's nothing there and he has to run, then he can take off and get yards that way, which is what you generally prefer from your dual threat. You don't really want a run first guy. You want a guy who can, you know, run your passing offense. My concern with Jordan Love is we hear things you're like if depending on how you feel about him, you could talk yourself into a lot of different things. Like, he did not play well last year at Utah State his, his final season. And you've seen things like saying, well, he didn't have the ton, he didn't have a bunch of good talent around him and his teammates let him down. But at the same time, when we talk about great quarterbacks, like, one of the things you always hear about, you know, the, the Tom Brady's of the world, the Peyton Manning's, is that they made their teammates better. So, which is it? Is, it, do you, or is a great quarterback somebody who makes his teammates better, or can we then go to the excuse of, well, he didn't have great players around him, so it kind of impacted. So when I look at Jordan Love, I see all the tools, the skill set. I see everything that a team can dream on for what he can be. It's just, I don't know if I'm drafting Jordan Love for somebody who I think can start for me right away. I think that he needs to go to the right situation where if he can get to a team where he's allowed to maybe sit for a year and pick up the offense and not be pressured to start and be the guy right away. And he's with a smart offense, a smart coach, guys who can help you know mold quarterbacks. I think he has the talent and the ability to be a very good top-notch NFL quarterback. It's just, I think there's still a long way to go between where he is now to that point. So, it's going to depend on the situation for him where he lands, but I, if, I, if I'm him, I'm hoping that I get to be you know with, with a team that has an established starter who would hope to mold me for a year or two away from being the starting guy myself. All right, that was Tom Fornelli from the show yesterday, and we'll continue our conversation about Jordan Love coming up here momentarily. But I have some great news for everyone. Of course, it's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Jake with you here at our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Austin across the glass from me. And now joining us safely social distancing from the Casa de Monson, the one, the only, the dignified, the fashionable, the graceful, the stately, the stylized, the sumptuous, the turgid, the select, the dainty, the effective, the genteel, the ingenuous, the majective, the modish, the nice, the noble, the ornamented, Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. Wow, you really took that seriously, didn't you, That uh, working on that introduction? Huh? I, huh? I, I thought I, it's... I thought since I missed you through the first hour and I was so happy you were jumping on the show, I thought I'd give you an intro, an intro to remember. 
Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I, uh, I I I don't know what to say. I mean, that's the best introduction I've ever had. Thank wow. you. Wow, that says a lot, Gordon. You're welcome, buddy. It's good to hear your voice. How you doing? <laughs> Good. I didn't know what half the words meant, but other than that, uh, I'll just take it as a compliment, I think. So it, I, I hear we have new equipment. We're up and running. It sounds good. I'm going to go ahead and, and keep my fingers crossed that we're we're dialed in for the rest of the show. Yeah, I want you to know that it wasn't my fault. I mean, because I know that's the first thought that goes through your mind, that I was doing something wrong. However, the very talented, the very technically sound Johnny has informed me that I did nothing wrong, that it was the machine's fault. So that makes me feel a little better. Can I can I tell you what I said on the air in my reaction to us having difficulty today? I, I didn't. Well, all I said, all I said was that I was proud of you, Gordon. I was proud of you because we've been in this circumstance for a month-ish, and this is the first hiccup we've had regardless of whose fault it is, and I think that's a win. Okay. Well, I'll take it. Uh, a month of shows being separate, and this is the first technical difficulty we've had? That ain't yeah, bad. That's, that ain't bad. That, that, we'll take that percentage, won't we? But Johnny, he hustled uh, to get uh, another machine and brought that one back, and this one seems to be working so uh, I'm uh, I'm happy about that. So I will just continue to operate it the way I did the other one, and hopefully it will always work. This one's cleaner. It looks shinier. It looks uh, all spiffy. So uh, I'll try not to break it. Yeah, please, please do try. And, hey, please tell us uh, we can tease a, a list coming up at 3.30. Do we have one ready to go? We do have a list. Excellent. Excellent. It is ready. It is indeed ready to go. Well, so, uh, why we have you, uh, we're doing What's Going On. We just played a bite from uh, John Clayton with DJ and PK. And we just played, I think you heard the back end of it, of Tom Fornelli from our show yesterday. And what was interesting about Clayton, Gordon, is he said that he thought that Jordan Love was a top 14 pick talent but if he slides in the draft it's because teams don't have the need for a quarterback to spend a first round pick on a quarterback where Fornelli questioned Love's performance a little bit I thought it was really interesting that Clayton said oh no 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 he's he's good he's going to he should go top 14 but the need for a quarterback might not be there well, you know, it's, I've been tracking Jordan's the, the guesses about where he's going to go, and he's been all over the draft board. As far you know, always in the first round that I've seen, but as high as like third, and uh, as low as like twenty eighth or something. So uh, I, I, I'm a little confused about where he's going to go. I I don't know, but I think you can pencil it in. For a team, I think the most recent one I saw was the Colts at uh, I don't know what it was late, like second to last pick or in the uh, wherever the Colts pick. But uh, I uh, so I'm really curious. He seems to be the hot potato in that first round. People guessing all over the place. So I I don't know. I, and it's going to be so interesting to watch his career and his development. Will he go to a team that has an established veteran at QB where he can learn? And, and Or will he go somewhere where they need him right away? I, I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. You know, Tua is a little bit that way, too. He's been jumping around. Uh, so the quarterback's going to be fun to watch. I See, the thing with Tua is the upside is so up, but the downside is 
is so down. Like the downside is, you know, he's not going to be able to play anymore. You know, and I'm not, I, I've seen the the medical reports and those sorts of things that he's been cleared and good to go. So I'm just saying that's that's absolutely worst case scenario. But I mean, anytime you you bring up the word hip and football. I mean, that's going to raise a red flag. It's like bad feet or a bad back on an NBA big man. I mean, it just you're you're running a certain amount of risk. And maybe it turns out to be Joel Embiid, where he kind of deals with it throughout his career, but he's really, really good. Or maybe it's like, um, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Greg Oden, where it just it just never works out. Yeah, you, you, I, and I don't know. That's one of those things that's beyond. I don't know how anybody really knows on something like that. Especially if the doctors involved are looking at him saying he looks good, but they don't know what's they don't they don't know what's susceptible and what isn't. We talked with a few doctors about remember about Joel Embiid, yeah, and they were really freaked out about uh, anybody drafting him, and that seems to have worked out okay for the Sixers, wouldn't you say? Yeah, certainly. So he had that foot issue, and uh, it, it you know so who knows? I mean, that's one of those crapshoots. But the upside, remember when the Jazz drafted Curtis Borchard? Yep, that never worked out. No, it didn't work out. But it was one of those deals where you roll the dice and you, you, you hope and you think you might be able to outsmart everybody. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. In that case, it didn't. But in some, it does. So that just makes it all the more mysterious. Yeah, you know, not to go down a rabbit hole here, but Embiid is more the exception than the rule. I mean, that, you think so? I, I kind of do. Well, with big men in the NBA, I mean, if you've got a foot issue or a back issue, I mean, you may have a career, but it's not going to be a lengthy one. So I I don't know. It's, it's a big deal. But Tua can make all the throws. That's the thing with Tua uh, is is he can he can be really dynamic, and he did it on a very consistent basis. And, um, you know, he has the potential to be really, really good. But. One of the tricky things about that whole evaluation process, Jake, is what? How do you? Don't you hate it when certain people get tagged with that uh, injury-prone thing? But how do you know? How do you know who's injury-prone and who isn't? I remember when Phil Sims first entered the league; he had some injury problems early on, and he he seemed to recover and did quite well. Uh, so, well, so I don't know. If I'm a player, I would hate that. I would hate say people going around saying, you know, he's really talented, but he's injury prone. That would I, I, that would be frustrating. Well, I think the ultimate example of what you're talking about, Gordon, is why didn't Steph Curry get a max extension off his rookie yeah. deal? Yeah, because he was injury prone, and yep. you know what? It's turned out pretty well for the Golden State Warriors, and the fact that he didn't have a max salary is actually what gave them room under the cap to sign Kevin Durant, which is amazing. So do you think that being injury prone, do you think, do you think that is a misnomer? Uh, I mean, well, is, well, then are, are people really injury prone or is it more a problem where, okay, you've got an issue that isn't going to heal or isn't going to be completely whole? Uh, is it more that? I don't know. Because, and some of it's luck. I mean, you can be hit a certain way, and there goes the knee, and then you land on someone's foot, and then there goes your ankle. And are you injury prone? Well, what you're describing is Dante Exum, right? You know, yeah. it, it, <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that wasn't his fault. And that wasn't something that was predictable. None of that. I mean, all that stuff was unrelated, which is just wild. And you feel terribly for somebody like that because. I mean, that's not you, you know, keep aggravating an injured knee or something along those lines. That's completely unrelated. And how would so you is, predict is, that? 
So is Dante Exum injury prone, or was he just unlucky? Hmm. All right, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll get to Gordon's list now that we have Gordo dialed in. That's coming up next, so stay tuned. But joining us now, out to the zone phone we go. Uh, you hear him right here on the Zone Sports Network. Here on beha- behalf of TridayTrading.com, he is Ants Olson. What do you think about Jordan Love to the Colts, Ants? Would that be a good fit? What would you tell Man, Jordan I, about the Colts? I, well, I'll tell you, his his Christmas parties will be interesting with uh, Jim Irsay <laughs> and his speeches. That was always fun. Um, Jim Irsay never really could tell exactly what he was trying to say during the <laughs> During his speeches at the Christmas party, but he is a great owner. That's a it's a great city, great community. I I think that he could thrive there. It'd be a great gift for him. All right, Hans, let's talk a little bit about TridayTrading.com. And you've been day trading with folks at TridayTrading.com for how long now? A couple of years, right? Yeah, this so I'm two years and about two months, I believe. And you know, obviously, like we talked about in the first hit, Jake. I had no experience in it. Like this is, this was the first time I'd really heard about day trading. It's the first time I'd really jumped into it. And when you get into the coaching, and you start into some of the classes, it's so personalized. It's so professional. You know, everything is done online too, which is nice. You know, all of your coaching, all of your trading. You never have to leave your home. You're on your own computer. They can help you put the software in and learn the software from their location to your location. So it just makes it all really convenient and clean, and you can continue these distancing guidelines. So, Hans, talk to us about getting started. What's kind of the first step? First step is downloading that proprietary software. You know, that's what separates them. That's what they, that's their bread and butter. That's what James and Ryan, that's what they built this business on was this software. And essentially, you know, you're you're watching these markets nowadays. They're going all over the place. They're falling. They're blowing up. They're going up. And what this software was built to do was give you indicators of which way that market is going to go. So you place a trade based on the indicators that it gives you, and then you get out of that trade, and you have all kinds of stop loss and stop gain, and so many things that that make it uh, convenient, easy, and as efficient as it possibly can be. Hansi, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Yeah, everybody get up to TridayTrading.com, sign up for the free webinar, jump into a demo account. It's only 10 bucks. You can be in it for 30 days. It gives you funny money. You can learn all about it. Ryan, James, the whole staff, they're all the best in the business. So get out there, TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Thanks. That's Hans Olsen, TridayTrading.com. We'll have more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Christmas Day, you pretended like you didn't notice Having drinks with what's-his-name All you can do is really laugh, Austin. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon will be rejoining us, we hope, momentarily. We got him new equipment, and now we can't get in touch with him. So we'll find out why, hopefully, when we talk to Gordon, of course, because uh, this is supposed to be the segment for Gordon's List, which he's a pretty critical part of, actually. 
So uh, we'll talk to Gordon coming up here momentarily. Howard Beck is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Your daily assist, Howard of Bleacher Report fame, of course. And then Ben Anderson of KSL Sports is going to join the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Excited to talk to Ben. He also uh, co-hosts with me on our jazz pre-half and post-game coverage as uh, we kind of have our team of uh, uh, panelists that uh, Ben is part of, along with Coach Chiesa and Coach Tim Lacombe. So excited to talk to uh, Ben Anderson uh, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And I actually got to see Ben today on a, um, uh, a press conference with Mike Conley, which was done over Zoom, which is uh, kind of bizarre, but uh, pretty cool, actually, that we still finding ways to get these sorts of things done. Pretty cool of Mike to make himself available in the Jazz for doing a little press conference with uh, Mike Conley today. Of course, he is the champion of the horse competition that uh, went down on ESPN and I actually talked about how much he plays horse. He plays it a lot. He plays it like every day. So it's not really a, a huge surprise that uh, that he was pretty good about that whole thing. But he covered a, a variety of things. He talked about um, the experience going back to that night in Oklahoma City. He, talked, he did get to uh, Rudy and Donovan and that relationship. And he uh, was very similar in his comments to Joe Ingles and the ones he made on DJ and PK right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, where he talked about how he thinks uh, the relationship is fine, that stuff happens in the locker room all the time. He even kind of alluded to sometimes he's seen fist fights happen in practice and, you know, things happen and guys get over it and you figure out a way to deal with it. And that was kind of his uh, take on the situation that he's not really uh, not really concerned about it. And then when they get everybody back under the same roof, that uh, everything will be fine. So, you know, you're hearing the people around Rudy and Donovan talk about how uh, they'll deal with the issues. And we've heard from Rudy, who's been contrite, and uh, talked about how he's ready to move on. And Donovan kind of did the same in his interview with Fat Joe, uh, but did not. It was far from a ringing endorsement. But I, you know, my my take on this whole thing is, I think, been pretty consistent. And that's, this is an extreme circumstance which probably brought a bunch of stuff to the sur- uh, to the surface. And uh, it all culminated with that one straw that broke the camel's back. And there was probably some, you know, Rudy, by his own acknowledgement, said that they didn't talk for a while. And there's probably some time that they needed to, to let things simmer. But all we got is time. In fact, yeah, if we can dial that up, Austin, who is having quite the day scrambling behind the scenes. Uh, but here's, here's Conley's thoughts on it. Well, you know, I think one... Um Nobody really has a perfect relationship, uh, teammates aside or whatever situation you're in. Um, some of the best players in the world in our game ever have, have disagreed on things or had arguments or even fought in practices, whatever it may be, um, and went on to win championships and be successful and be brothers for, for life. So um, between Donovan and Rudy, it's, you know, if they feel certain ways about each other, which I, I don't. I honestly don't think that's the case, you know, at all. But um, uh, they're grown men and they handle it, and they and they go out there and they compete and they try to win night in and night out. So you, that's you know you would never notice um, on our end. So I just I feel comfortable knowing that we have two pros um, who go out there and work every day, uh, care about the team, and are just going to do what they got to do to win. Right, exactly, and it's in everybody's best interest 
to work together to accomplish a common goal. And that's why I wholeheartedly believe things will be fine. And if there are still some lingering issues with Donovan Mitchell, and that's a huge if, obviously, that will be they'll they'll all be ironed out and everybody's going to be pulling in the same direction because it's in everybody's best interest for the Jazz to be good and for them to win and for them to play well and play well together. There's a lot on the line financially. And so everybody's going to get back on the same page. And you hope the Jazz, uh, whenever this thing gets back going, and Conley said at another point in the press conference, he's pretty optimistic about some sort of conclusion to the season. And you hope they get back and they're all pulling in the same direction and they're all ready to go and playing really well. And on 25 days is all it takes for everybody to get in shape and on the same page and ready to go out there and win basketball games. And, you know, one thing about Mike Conley is is he is a he's an upbeat dude. Austin, you and I don't interact with him a ton, but in our interactions with him, you know, you talked to him on the phone the other day right before we put him on the air. I mean, he's he's an upbeat, optimistic guy, and it shouldn't be surprised that he has a reputation as a good leader. You know, I, this is how I would describe uh, Mike Conley. Constant. Stable. Very much. He's always... Very much. He never is too much higher or lower than what you always see from him. Right. I, and I don't know. I'm not in his house with him personally. I don't know how his day-to-day is. But whenever he's on in front of the media or out there playing basketball, he seems to be a constant line straight across the board. I uh, am often uncomfortable with uh, military and sports uh, analogies, but, you know... People with experience are called veterans, and, and veteran in the military. Uh, I, I think of the, I know you watch this uh, Austin, the Pacific, the the kind of goes hand in hand with Band of Brothers, and uh, in the Pacific, there's you know a specific uh, storyline where the young recruit is obviously nervous, scared, that sort of thing, and all the veterans are like, yeah, you know. It's dangerous, but we've done this uh, a bunch of times and steeled nerves and those sorts of things. You've been through it, I guess is my point. Mike Conley's been through it. And like you said right there, he's seen it. He's seen the conflict with teammates. He's seen the fights in practice. He's seen it. He's been through it. He's succeeded in spite of it. And thus, I think that's where a lot of that stability comes from. All right. We've got a Mountain America market update coming up next. Howard Beck, we're hoping, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Ben Anderson at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for a Mountain America market update out to The Zone. Phone we go. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he is James Bogenreef with us once again on The Big Show. James, how are you? Good. How are you doing today, Jake? I am doing terrific. It is Friday after all. How's the market doing today? Well, the market, we saw a big rally up today. The Dow closing up 704 points or 2.99%, and the S&P up 75 points, or 2.68%. Despite all the negative uh, press that's come out this week, including, you know, the jobs report yesterday. So are there, uh, you know, any kind of tips or ways to kind of navigate this thing when things aren't going maybe as you'd expect? Yeah, remember that now that the game has changed, so should your investment game plan. Use the low interest rate environment that we have to restructure your debt, 
look at opportunities to, to consolidate and uh, utilize low interest rates. A 15-year fixed mortgage right now is at 2.75. A 30-year fixed is at 3 and an eighth. So it provides us a tremendous opportunity to reconsolidate, save a lot of money, paying off credit cards or car loans or other types of loans. And then lastly, remember to keep cash on hand. Uh, we recommend at least six months of living expenses and savings. Don't go and invest your emergency savings. Keep some money set aside in case an emergency pops up. Is it true that money really doesn't grow on trees? Because I could use one of those money trees. I, I, I'm still searching for that money tree. I haven't yet find, found it. But if I, if I do find it, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's what I like about you, James. Hey, thank you very much for helping out our listeners today. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you. That's our friend James Bogenreef from Mountain America Investment Services. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. Hi, Gordon. Hello. Are you back? Ground control to Gordon Monson. I am here. Can you hear me? You are here. It's it's good to hear you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've got Howard Beck with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, we've got Ben Anderson at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But we do have a couple of moments, Gordon, for an item on the list, if you'd like to get to it. Brought to you by Tim Daly, Nissan Southtown. Okay. Let me call up my list, and I will proceed. Uh, Jake, I don't know whether you talked about this earlier, but did you watch the horse competition? I watched parts of it. I, I did not dial into the whole thing, but I did uh, I, I did see Mike Conley win it. What do you think of those trick shots he's got? First of all, he's pretty good with the offhand. He said that today on the press conference. He said he thought that that was uh, his big advantage, that he was good with both hands and, and could do it. And practice, he says he plays horse all the time. Well, that shot he has from behind the basket up over the glass that's tough for any NBA player to do, but he makes it look like he he works on that every day. You were impressed because you you were uh, you were um, talking about your horse acumen yourself and your propensity to make some of those shots. You were not impressed really. Even. I just have I just have one shot that that was a little odd that people sometimes struggled with. But uh, but anyway, uh, I I saw I thought it was I don't you know it really didn't capture me, didn't capture my imagination, uh, but it was interesting that Mike won it. I mean, yeah, I mean he's it, pretty crafty with the ball. We talked about it at the beginning. It's something, you know. It's it's certainly not basketball, but it's something. They did it for charity. Um, you know, you can't. There are no bad ideas, I think, in the world of sports at this point, Gordon. Actually, that might not be entirely true, but this certainly <laughs> wasn't a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I got a lot more on my list that we can get to when the time is right. All right. We'll get to that coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, also, Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report, Ben Anderson of KSL Sports as well. But joining us now from TriDayTrading.com, he is Danny. Danny, hello. How are you? Hey, guys, how are you doing? I'm good. Hey, awesome. Uh, talk about uh, what you folks are doing to help our listeners. I know people are, you know, money's on top of everybody's mind and, uh, you know, unemployment's an issue. Talk to our listeners right now about what you folks do at TridayTrading.com. So I am actually a customer, and, um, yeah, Ryan actually asked me to come on and share a little bit about my experience. So I'm fairly new. I started day trading. I actually started looking into it in November of last year before the whole coronavirus uh, pandemic hit, but 
Um, just looking for a side gig. I, I own a small business, and I mean, luckily we've been able to stay, uh, it, uh, keep our doors open, and haven't had to shut down completely. But there's been some peace of mind there, knowing the the future that I have with it. But I started and was interested, and so I liked what I saw when I kind of went through that ten dollar. You give them ten dollars, and they will sit there, and you get a coach or a mentor to show you exactly how the indicators and, and the process works and they let you try it for a month and they let you trade on a demo account but it's in the live market for yeah 30 days to see what you like and i mean they're right there with you for the whole process to help you out with any questions and show you how it works um and i was very interested so middle of december i signed up and started coaching and coaching was it was great it was phenomenal you meet with a coach um multiple times a week one-on-one uh i most of the time it's on a phone call and in a live a screen view and they walk you through their very detailed and uh organized process to get to help you get to know the indicators but most importantly get to know the forex market and how to trade the mental and psychological side of trading and and they help you create a plan that can a minimize risk but um, enable huge success. Uh, so I, uh, I, I was actually just texting Ryan today saying, Hey, thank you. And he asked me to come on because I've, I've only had a live account. Um, once you get through the trading or through the training and the, in the, um, training process, they will fund a live account. And I've only had a live account for 30 days. And today I actually was my second day in a row that I made about a hundred dollars. So I was just kind of giving him a hard time because they become your friends and saying, Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for this. And I'm starting to see a little bit of success from what I've put in and in only 30 days. And not that it's a quick way to money, but, or a quick way to grab cash, but it is a way, especially with what the stock market's been doing lately and things like that, where you can maybe control that a little bit and control your uh, financial future as you try to do this. It's definitely not easy. I've spent a lot of time in, in my in my free time, which a lot of us don't have, but early morning and late nights as I train and meet with my coach and study and learn the Forex market. But um, I'm definitely starting to have success quicker than I thought with, with, uh, than, than even they told me I would. And it's been, it's been just a great experience. It's, it is challenging, but it's been, I, and I enjoy it. I've actually kind of told Ryan, I, I'm becoming obsessed with it. I, I, it's always on my mind. I'm excited to go look and learn and, and I have a lot to learn still, but every day I'm, I'm excited to sit down and either learn about trading and study and whether it's their webinars that they have um, and the ongoing training that they have all the time or whether it's I get to sit down and when the market time is right for me and, and, and trade and it's exciting and I've, I've really enjoyed it more than I actually thought I would. So, Wow, that's so cool, Danny. Thank you for jumping on with us and that's awesome to hear your story because you were where some of our listeners uh, are at just a couple of months ago and not only are you seeing some benefit but uh, having a little fun as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate you. Yep. No problem. Thank you. All right. There you go. That's Danny. And you can uh, do what Danny did. Go to trydaytrading.com. Find out all about it. They make it simple and easy. Uh, We're hoping to talk to Howard Beck coming up at the top of the four o'clock hour. Uh, Coming up next, actually, we're hoping to reconnect with Gordon as well. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.